Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and he's being lazy and taking the day off. As always, we bring in Matt to help us on a Friday, and we'll weave in a third man. It's producer Dan Week. Is this like your third, fourth show of the week? Yeah, no. fill in for me on Tuesday, and I know it's you've been here second. other than, other than that second? as well. This, I yeah. thought this was your third. Or was it my third? Like, I've lost control of the week. I'm not, I wasn't even really sure it was Friday. Oh, I know. It's, I definitely knew it was Friday. I have a busy it's week. technically Friday. Yeah, it's technically Friday. Well, I mean, it's, all, it's, yep, it's Friday. I have a busy weekend, so I'm going to the Yankees-Twins game tomorrow. So, mm. um, One of the few times I'm rooting for the Yankees. <laughs> I'm going because one of my college buddies is going to be there and whatever. I don't really care about the game. <laughs> I just want to go hang out with one of my college friends. So going to take a trip. Have you seen Yankee Stadium yet? The new one's pretty cool. I've been a few times. Uh, when the Braves go up to the city, I will go. And then I've been a few other times just randomly. I prefer City Field. Um, Yankee Stadium is just a giant museum. Um, also, a terrible place to watch a soccer game. If there's like a – it's usually just MLS. What is a baseball stadium, Dan? It is. And it's a terrible – and the field dimensions are awful for football, for soccer. So don't ever go do yeah, that. Don't hate on the pinstripe bowl, Dan. Don't you dare hate on the pinstripe bowl. Supporters of the pinstripe bowl here, so we will watch that. But yeah, like City Field actually has some character and pretty good food options. You just have to go watch the Mets, which is pretty terrible. But hey, nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. And speaking of that being perfect, what's going on here, Matt? Did your uh, did your Blackhawks win a game or get a point they didn't need to get? Yeah, they went to overtime. It uh, probably wasn't the best idea, but they're still locked to finish in that bottom three, which it's not like the NBA. It's not as it's not the equivalent to the NBA where every team in the bottom three has the same odds. But if you look at the you know, teams that have won the lottery the last like 10, 15 years, like it's almost it, it's rarely actually the team that has the best chances. Uh, it's, it's usually a combination of a team that has decent odds and the NHL wants them to have a player. So if the NHL wants the Hawks to have Connor Bedard, they'll, they'll get Connor Bedard. And if they don't, they won't. So that's that's kind of it. But no, it was, uh, I was at the game last night. It was Jonathan Tage's last as a Blackhawk, probably last in the league as well. Um, it was fun. But yeah, definitely got a point that they didn't need to. He did score, though, so I cashed out on that bet. Um, unfortunately, I had, him, I had him first goal, last goal at any time. The Hawks were down four to three, and he had made he had scored the goal to make it four to three with like you know midway through the third, and I was really getting my hopes up, and then the Hawks had to tie it and go to overtime, and it sucked. Did but, they get it on a man advantage? Did they pull the goalie and tie it, or did they just tie it? Uh, they just tied it. Oh, okay, that makes it a little easier just because like that's just like the worst, just sitting there. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. They did. Pull, I was thinking of Tate's goal. No, they did. They did get it. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. You're just yeah, like, oh god. Just so it was really that. weird, too, because then I was watching overtime and Taves had a breakaway and like, yeah, that would have been cool if he scored storybook ending. But part of me was like, all right, come on, Flyers. Let's let's put one in here. Come on. I don't we don't need to win this game. We don't. We got our mo- like Taves got a huge uh, eruption at the beginning of, of, of the game, scored his goal. We don't need a win. He's going to get a big round of applause, win or lose after the game. Anyway, it was pretty cool. The entire Flyers team stood uh, stayed out on the ice afterwards while Taves kind of took a little bit of a victory lap. Gave a speech. They played a little video tribute. So it was, it was classy move from Noops's Flyers. We try our best. It is a great all class in Philly. <laughs> we've got we've got two hockey games left. I don't think we're starting there, but maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, the most important thing happening tonight: the play-in continues. It finally wraps up. Balls. We're ready. Postseason basketball is really here, and it's been great. I've enjoyed the game so far. They've all been pretty entertaining. Um, two games tonight. 
Um, we'll talk about the Bulls game in just a second, but our Oklahoma City Thunder, five and a half point underdogs against Minnesota, the total 228 and a half. Everything looked just about right there. I do like the spot for Minnesota. It should be a great matchup for them. Um, what Oklahoma City does defensively isn't going to bother them too much. Looks like Gobert is going to play. He should have as many rebounds as he wants. Um, Kyle Anthony Towns should be able to kind of do whatever he wants. Edwards should be getting basically to the lane over and over again. So I had the number pretty close to where it is. I'm happy to put that one aside. And again, if you've got the Oklahoma City Thunder to make uh, the playoffs in your pocket, great. I think you just let that ride. Hopefully you have our parlay from the beginning of the year with the Timberwolves to make the playoffs with everybody else. So you either cash your playoff parlay or we get Oklahoma City there. That worked out very nicely. But Matt, I don't know if you cheated and looked at the sheet. I like your Bulls tonight. I think this is a great spot for Chicago in a game that should be really close. And not just basing that off how bad the Heat were, you know, the other night, but uh, they really have not been great for the last few months. They rarely, if ever, win games by margin. Your Bulls play a really nice style of basketball for the playoffs. Again, don't really rely on the variance of that three-point shot, which over a long regular season hampers you a little bit. But when you get down to the end of these games, to have guys like DeRozan, they have guys like Levine that can just kind of go one-on-one, break somebody down and get a decent um, opportunity. I think we saw the power of that the other night. Um, you know, as the Toronto struggled to score offensively, didn't really have anybody who could create anything. The Bulls were just kind of chugging along, slowly catching up. And I think that's kind of what this game's going to look like. I expect Miami to come out, you know, really hot in this game, if you will. Um, this is, it would be really embarrassing for them to lose this game and miss the playoffs. We would love that, of course. We've been on the heat to miss the playoffs here. And I kind of double it down on this. It just, I had this closer to uh, three and a half, four, so five, five and a half. Anything in the Bulls tonight, I think they can keep this game really close. Um, and then just one bet so far in the first round games. I'll post anything else as always in the link on my Twitter. But again, I've talked about this a couple times already. And we'll finally put it up here. I officially did bet it. Kings team total over 119 and a half. It looks like Andrew Wiggins will be back for the first game. So I was hoping we get him game two, maybe tilts things a little more towards the Warriors favorite but either way he's going to be really slow in his first game back it's always hard to integrate pieces like that and i just don't see the warriors defense suddenly becoming incredible we'll see maybe i'm dead wrong about this and the warriors sweep the kings and i look like an idiot that would be fine it's you know i don't have to talk about it till monday anyway but kings over 119 and a half here again i had them close to 122 123 here i think that this is a classic spot where the Warriors come out, play Wiggins a little bit. And if the Kings get out to a big lead, the Warriors just might let this one go. So give me the Kings team total here. Um, and that's what I've got. Last play in games and uh, the first round. I have a question for the two of you here. Sure. So DeMar DeRozan said that his daughter isn't going to attend the game tonight in Miami because she has to go to school. My question is like, first and foremost, it's Friday. So, like, no, there's yeah, no I school tomorrow or no Sunday. One, no one does anything on Friday in school anyways when it's this nice out. Like, Regardless, come on, just, why, like, we're watching a movie. What is, she, what is she doing after, like, noon at school that you can't just have her go for a half day, get a car to the airport, and get her on a plane to Miami in time for tip-off? I'm just saying I appreciate that he wants to be a good dad and have his daughter get her education, but, like, Feels like a flimsy excuse for him just not wanting his daughter in Miami. I'm just going to put it out there. Do they outlaw Zoom, by the way? Can she not just, like, Zoom the whole day of class? Like, can <laughs> yeah, we not just sit up something on her desk and she can just, like, sit and stare at the pad? But you make a great point, Dan. It's not like, I mean, if you get an afternoon flight in Chicago, at my, you, know, you should be able to be in Miami by tip-off time. If you get on a right. plane, I would think, not a long at, like, noon, 1 o'clock. Like, yeah, two and a half hours yeah. you're there. Plenty of time. I understand if this is a Wednesday. You even have a private plane that you can access. 
Exactly. United United Airlines, United Airlines already said the flight would be free. Not that DeMar DeRozan needs a free was, flight. But like classy, go United. That was smart. Classy move. That was smart. That was great branding on their part. Yeah. Just great promotion for them. And I'd understand if it's like a Wednesday and you don't want her to miss two days of school, but like it's a Friday. It's Friday. Come on. Whatever, man. I want to talk some I want well, she's some, not like she's in high school, like in has yeah. some, it, Great she was. Let's fine. talk about it from a basketball perspective. Those guys in the Raptors were talking about her like they could freaking hear what she was doing. Yeah. You need that. You need to get her in there. Now, it could be a protective move. Maybe he knows the Miami fans might go after now. her. Yeah. We got security. <laughs> I, need a, I need a DR DeRozan, Jimmy Butler like stare down at some point. I need her to be there tonight and those two to get into it. And that her to win, maybe. obviously. Oh. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler just hits a big shot and goes over to the sideline and just starts shit talking like a seven year old. Oh, that would shock me. I don't know how old. Oh, it's Jimmy. That'd Jimmy. I just have that on repeat at my house 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh, I need man. a minute. You guys talk about something. I just want to. Yeah, it's good while stuff. Noops, while Noops is daydreaming about Jimmy Butler shit talking a seven year old, we're going to talk some baseball. So As I told Matt this off air. I Matt read my mind this morning because I meant to tell Matt to come up with a bet for the Tampa Bay Rays today. So that way we could talk about them on the show. And he and I forgot to tell him that. And he still did anyway. We'll get to that yeah. for a second. Real quick to set the stage for those of you uninitiated. The Tampa Bay Rays tied the major league record yesterday for the best start to a major league season. They moved to 13-0 and yesterday. That ties the 1982 Atlanta Braves and 1987 Milwaukee Brewers for the best start in major league baseball history. Maybe a little bit of ominous uh, uh Maybe it's a little bit ominous for the Rays' future perspectives. That Braves team lost in the NLCS, got swept, and that Brewers team missed the playoffs altogether. So who knows? Uh, I will have a story that I might want to tell after Matt gets to his bets for the Rays about that 1982 Braves game team. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. But Matt, the Rays, they're taking on the Blue Jays. They're headed north of the border, right? This is in Toronto? Yes, believe so. But um, you're this, you're you're banking on them just continuing to be the wagon that they've been through the first thirteen games. Yeah, this is kind of a don't think, just shoot kind of game, kind of pick for me. A um, couple of them. I, you look at the pitching matchup. It's Drew Rasmussen who's been lights out uh, through two starts. He hasn't allowed an earned run, earn run. He's got a WHIP of point two three over thirteen innings. Struck out fifteen. Hasn't walked anybody. Going up against Jose Barrios, who's you know used to be an ace, and he has not been anywhere near as good since coming to Toronto. Really, the end of his Minnesota tenure coming to Toronto. Been terrible to start the year. He's 0-2. He's got an ERA over 11 uh, across nine and two-thirds innings pitched. Whip up close to two. Um, the Rays are obviously playing really good baseball right now, and they've been playing games that aren't particularly that close. I, I know they ha- that this has to end at some point, but if you look at the pitching matchup, I'm absolutely going to take that money line at minus 126, not giving up too much juice there, and the minus one and a half at plus 138. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That That's okay. I can live with losing on this one. With how well they're playing and how big of an advantage they have on the mound tonight, give me the raise, money line and uh, run line. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so that Braves team in 1982, at one point, they went through a stretch where they lost 15 of 16. And that Brewers team, after starting 13 and 0, had a, a 12 game losing streak in May. But the funny thing about that Braves, so I, I just love the story and I've been wanting to tell the story for a long time. So the Braves, they lose 15 of 16 games in August of 1982. But they turned their season around because their starting pitcher one night got lost driving to the stadium and missed his start. The Braves acquired a pitcher named Pasquale Perez, who had just come to Atlanta and was scheduled before to Google Maps too. Yep. Easy to get oh, lost. Exactly. Before MapQuest, even. 
Right. This was before the internet. So he was supposed to start for the Braves and he was told to get on I-85 from his apartment to drive to Atlanta, to, to uh, Fulton County Stadium. Instead, he got on I-285. And if you know anything about interstate systems, if there's three numbers, it's a loop. I-285 is the unofficial city oh. of Atlanta. So Pasquale Perez looped around the city of Atlanta two and a half times, drove 70 miles uh, in the... No, it's even more than no that. direction. Miles. At some point, you got to realize what's going Looping on. around, realize he's running out of gas, goes to a gas station. The Thankfully, the gas station attendant's like, you're Pasquale Perez. You're supposed to be pitching tonight, right? He goes, yeah. The guy's like, he's like, I just don't know where I'm going. The guy pointed him in the direction of the stadium. Also gave him free gas because the idiot forgot his wallet. Because, of course. And he got to the stadium, but not in enough time to make his start. So the Braves threw 90-year-old Phil Necro, who got a win. Perez pitched the next night, got a win, and that kind of turned things around. And Joe Torre, who was the Braves manager at the time, said that that whole thing just kind of lightened the mood in the locker room for the Braves. And it turned their season around. They ended up making the playoffs and getting swept. Yes, Noops. I, I just noticed your face. Yes, Joe Torre managed the Atlanta Braves in the 1980s. So, I learned something today. Yeah, I did too. I'm a historian. I also have a couple of baseball bets. Um and this is, I, I have a couple of baseball bets, and I'll throw them up now. I'll start with the the bottom one here. Uh, the Braves are playing the Royals in Kansas City tonight. Brady Singer versus Charlie Morton. The Braves' offense is spectacular. Charlie Morton looks like he might be cooked, even though they signed him to an extension. Uh, not terrible conditions in Kansas City. So this is at DraftKings. It's a first one of these guys innings over two and a half at minus 125. I just think we're going to see some runs and some runs early in that game. And then, Matt, I don't think you watched the show because you're traveling on Tuesday, but FanDuel has a promotion called Dinger Tuesday. And basically, you make a $25 bet on anybody to hit a home run, and you'll get a $5 free bet for every home run hit in that game. So, for example, I have a Phillies prop tonight. And so if it were Dinger Tuesday, which it is not, I would play this prop for $25. And then for every home run hit in the Phillies Reds game tonight, I get a $5 free bet. I did not win on, I picked a tie France with the Mariners on Tuesday. He did not hit a home run, but there were four home runs hit in that game. So I did get $20 worth of free bets. I've tweaked the format. So I'm just playing one tonight. It's kind of an experiment to see if my uh, idea is any better, but I'm going to go with Alex Bohm of the Phillies to hit a home run. At Alec. Alex. Sorry. Oh, I, why did I put Alex? That's an, I'm an idiot. Alec Bohm. Yeah, I was, there you go. Noobs, Philly. That's what it is. Excuse me. Alec Bohm to hit a home run at plus 700. Uh, Great American ballpark is one of the most hitter friendly parks. The conditions aren't terrible. Connor Overton pitching for the Reds. He's a 50, 50 ground ball fly ball guy. He actually has a fly ball percentage over 50% in his career uh, and a hard hit rate of almost 40%. So he gives up hard hit balls and he gives up a lot of fly balls, which is something I've kind of added to this, like picking ground ball pitchers to give up home runs is not a good idea. Uh, Boehm has a 551 slugging percentage so far this year. Pretty good barrel rate, good, pretty good hard hit rate. So he's seeing the ball well. He's hitting the ball well. He's got three home runs. He's facing a pitcher who gives up fly balls in a park that gives up a lot of home runs. So at plus 700, we're taking a flyer. And if he hits it, I'm going to tout it like crazy, even though I misspelled his name because I'm a jackass. And uh, and we will now know going forward on Dinger Tuesdays that I kind of have found a formula that's a little bit better. I just love the idea of Dinger Tuesdays. It's a great name. Dinger yeah. Day. Dinger Day. Dinger Day all Dinger day, day, every day. How'd your Billie, how are we doing the Billie Jean King Cup yesterday, noobs? Nice and smooth. A pretty easy win early this morning for Yulia Putin-Seva. Even got my over. So, you know, tennis, although very sparse this week. Uh, pretty good so far. And I've got one more tonight. Um, even get to bet on a match between an American and an Austrian. Unfortunately, we do not have the American side. Um <laughs> 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is this Canadian? Wait a minute. Could be Canada. I thought Rebecca Marino was Canadian. Maybe she's American now. Please hold. That's very strange. She's listed on the American team. Maybe she switched. Maybe she's now south of the border. Anyway, very confusing. But the Austrian team um, here, they're at Delray, Florida. Um, Rebecca Marino, we're going to be going against her. Um, I think we actually bet this same match about three months ago in a different tournament. But Yasleen Bonaventure um, having a really nice start to the season here. Um, really like the way she's playing tennis. It'll be on hard courts here. A little quicker hard court, which is generally better for Bonaventure's game. Again, Marino, a real solid player up there, maybe on a slower surface, might like her here and maybe would understand her as the favorite. But at this much closer to a pick em. you know, maybe Marino minus 110. So plus 140 on Bonaventure looks really nice. Um, look at the timing for that. That should be tonight around 8.15 or so. So you've got some time to put that in. And again, poke around. Um, you know, the Billie Jean King Cup um, should be listed most places. I, can't, I don't think anybody did that. Case, but yeah. Should be able Quit. to find 140. Quick Googling says that any book who has her listed as an American just screwed up. She is very much Canadian. She is com competing for the Canadian team at the Billie Jean King Cup, unless she defected overnight, which would be pretty rad. I don't know why you would defect, but hey, I mean, it is what it is. Pay no attention to me. I was obviously reading the wrong thing at some point, but yeah, like Bonaventure still should be a great match. I love it. We have some hockey and nukes. We, we definitely have, first... have a typo on this graphic, by the way, and that's on me. Hand up. I put it. I put it. I did it uh, incorrectly. I put the odds incorrectly in the spreadsheet. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. Get to I it. see that now. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Everything's um, fine. I, I wish mean, I could have that. Those give me a second to. I can fix it pretty quick. I think. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, Do you have okay. any thoughts on this Kevin Hilmer's question? Do we have a no run first inning bet for well, the people? Well, well, I was looking through, um, just trying to find some pitching matchups that look decent. Um, I would maybe look at, at Cubs, uh, Cubs Dodgers tonight. Justin Steele is thrown for the Cubs. He's been really good through two starts for them. Noah Syndergaard thrown for the Dodgers, not quite as much, but you know the, the Cubs offense is just okay this year. So that, that's probably one that I would take a flyer on. But if you look across the across baseball tonight, there's not a ton of great pitching matchups. Um, so that's probably the one I lean to the most there, uh, Dodgers Cubs. According to Ballpark Pal, which is where my where I get my ballpark factors, uh, Petco Park, uh, so the Padres game, the A's game, the Cardinals game, and the Mariners game all have at least a negative 18 run percentage because of the weather and all of that park factor. So that's where I would start is those four games and then go from there and see what you have. Um, have you guys I'm been not... to a game in Oakland? Oh, no, I've heard it's awful. You went last yeah, year. Yeah, don't... Right? I did. You don't need to... You don't need to, unless you're really dead set on uh, trying to cross off all the all the parks off your list. That is one that uh, went to. Glad I did that, but I don't ever need to go back there. It's it's a little rough. Memory serves. You were complaining a lot. Is it is it plus three thirty eight or plus three eighty? The bet that I'm trying plus three eighty. Plus three eighty. <laughs> plus three eighty. Well, set the stage for thing. us. Set the stage for us, Matt, and then I will pop it up once I have it fixed. All right. Well, I believe tonight is the last game or last night of uh, regular season hockey in the NHL. I know a lot of teams closed out their season last night. Um, I think there's just two games. Pulling up the exact number of games tonight. Yeah, just two games tonight. Um, Colorado is playing Nashville. Um, it's a relatively meaningless game there. I think it's still playing for some playoff positioning, but I don't want to touch that one. Another meaningless game, uh, or at least on paper, it should be the, the Blue Jackets and the Sabres is where I'm going with with my bet on the ice tonight. 
Um, Columbus, as I talked about earlier, that th thanks to Kevin's question, is still in the battle for Connor Bedard. Um, Buffalo is not. They just missed out on the playoffs the other day, but they did win last night. Um, talked about Buffalo quite a bit this year. They're a team that likes to score a ton of goals and likes to let in a lot of goals. So I am taking a, I'll wait for Dan here. He's on. This is impressive, Dan. I'm, I'm very impressed at how quickly you got this, got this up and done. Oh, I did. Wow. Okay. Um, just keep talking. I'm almost there. I'll wait for the graphic. It's okay. It's already there. Look at you. Come on now. Load up. Uh, there we there go. it is. Taking over seven and a half at plus one thirty six because we never see over seven and a half in that plus money. I think that's a lot of fun for the last hockey game of the year for both these two teams. Columbus is very capable of letting up a lot of goals. Buffalo scores and lets in a lot. Secretly, I'm kind of rooting for Columbus to win this game or go to overtime just to kind of uh, cement the Hawks in, the, in that number two spot there uh, in the lottery, but really dropping from two to three doesn't affect it all that much. So not that big of a deal, but that's what that, that's my plus 380 to go to overtime. But also if you look at those two teams combined four of their last five have gone to overtime or a shootout. Only one of these teams combined last five games have ended in regulation. So we're going to bank on a whole lot of goals being scored because why the hell not? It's Friday night in the NHL. You got two bad non-playoff teams going at it. And then, um, I don't know if you guys remember this. Gave out this same exact bet last year in last year's playoffs, uh, and it hit. I think it was around plus five hundred. Last year it. in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Toronto Maple Leafs lost first round four to three to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Two years ago, first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Toronto Maple Leafs lost four to three to the Montreal Canadiens in Game Seven. Three or three years ago, 2019-2020. Now this is the COVID year where the first round was only five game series, so. Last, Toronto Maple Leafs lost qualifying round three to two to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So went the distance and lost. That's three years in a row. Four years ago, Toronto Maple Leafs lost first round four to three to the Boston Bruins in game seven. Five years ago, a pattern here. Toronto Maple Leafs lost four to three to the Boston Bruins in game seven. You have to go back six years uh, when they lost four to two to the Washington Capitals to find a year that they did not uh, lose in game in the final game of a playoff series in the first round. So what are we going to do, guys? We're going to bet at plus 570, the Lightning, to do the same damn thing they did last year, go out, beat the Maple Leafs in Game 7 at plus 570, because that is what the Toronto Maple Leafs do. They go the distance. They usually hold a 3-2 to two series lead, and then they blow that series lead <laughs> in the final two games. Uh, give me the Lightning. Um, I, I know they are a little bit of a different-looking squad from last year, lost a few pieces from the team that's been to the Cup Final the last three years. But they've been to the cup final the last three years. They have the best goaltender in the world uh, in the playoffs, at least he has been the last few years. Give me Tampa, four to three exact series score over Toronto at plus 570. It's five years in a row, guys. It's pattern, it's a trend, it's whatever you want it to be. Let's ride it. Let's keep riding at plus 570. Okay, broke, don't fix it. So exactly. Everyone knows trends aren't predictive, but that's just too good to not bet. I mean, it's, it's five years in a row and it's fading the Maple Leafs. And quite honestly, I kind of keep hoping they, they, keep losing in the first round because uh, Austin Matthews is a free agent at the end of next year. And I want to see an Austin Matthews free agent <laughs> sweepstakes. Um, I'd like to see him. They keep losing the first round. He'll leave Toronto because he'll get run out of town by the fans and the media. And also selfishly, the Blackhawks are going to have an insane amount of cap space at the end of that, this year and next year. And the feeling we're they won't be, they, won't, they wouldn't be outbid for, for Austin Matthews. Uh, and they should be a young, fun team at that point with some pieces that Austin Matthews might want to be uh, a captain for. So that's kind of my hope. Connor Bedard, Austin Matthews, first line. Not you got those two as your top two centers. You kidding me? No, you kidding me? That'd be pretty nasty on the I same power play. Anyway. Come on now, you got Connor Bedard feeding Austin Matthews on the power play. Give give the Blackhawks 
even uh, five or three more. Sounds fun. Yeah. Matt's got all tingly thinking about that. I'm Sounds very, uh, I'm very certain that that's not going to happen. No. I'm going to have my heart mm-hmm. broken, but mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. I had, that, I that's had okay. It. It's I good to believe. It's right. good to have hope. I had, yeah. it is good to have hope. Hope is a good thing. It's maybe the best of things. Um, so I'm not betting any soccer because I've been colder than a, a, than all holy hell when it comes to soccer. But uh, I, I picked an, an, an NFL draft prop that I like. And this was basically just from uh, the fifth year. Op- this is just a chance to promote the fifth year option. Our NFL draft Fun podcast. Show. Fun show. Andy, uh, Vegas Refund, or Luke. His name is Luke, but we call him Vegas Refund. They had Rob Staten on, who is... Rob Staten is delightful because he's from Yorkshire and he's very English, but he's also a diehard Seahawks fan. He lived in Vancouver for a while. So he got really into the Seahawks in the like aughts. And he's been writing a Seahawks draft blog for a while, but he does all NFL draft content, but mostly geared towards the Seahawks. This bet doesn't have anything to do with the Seahawks necessarily. Although in his most recent mock, he did have them taking Anthony Richardson at fifth, um, which is interesting. But one thing he said stood out to me, and I kind of like this angle, so I'm just like, I kind of like it in the prices, right? Uh, the bet is over four and a half quarterbacks drafted in the first round, plus 148 at FanDuel. We know four quarterbacks are definitely going in the first round. We know Bryce Young, we know CJ Stroud, we know Will Levis, we know Anthony Richardson. All four of those quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10. It is more like, or in the first round, we, it's more likely all of those guys go in the top 10 then one of them falls out so the question is who is the fifth and Staten made a really interesting point that i'm going to roll with here hendon hooker he thinks is going to sneak into the back end of the first round someone he thinks might trade up to get hendon hooker in the first round and the reason someone's going to trade up to get hendon hooker is because uh am i hendon hooker? oh i'm in the wrong uh hendon hooker's tennessee was tennessee's quarterback last year he H- had, a, hooker was tennessee's he had a fantastic old. season yeah. he, he is, is older Here's the thing. So Hendon Hooker tore his ACL last year. So he's not going to play in 2023, whatever year we're in now. And first round picks uh, come with a four-year contract, but a team option for a fifth year, which doesn't exist with other contracts for rookies. So if you draft Hendon Hooker in the second round, you only get him for four years three of which he'll be able to play because he's coming back from a torn ACL. However, if you draft him in the first round, you get that team option for the fifth year. So you'll get him for four years available, eligible to play. So, uh, so Rob Statton, this is not an original thought on my part. Rob Statton thinks that he will sneak into the back end of the first round so that a team does have the opportunity to get that fifth year uh, of control on Hendon Hooker, who is who is ancient, who uh, also plays in a very very quarterback friendly offense, but uh, at least the logic of why you would draft him in the first round over another round makes sense. So why not? And it was like, yeah, I love this. Does Seattle have two first round picks? Seattle does. They do. They have the fifth pick and the twentieth pick. He thinks they're going to trade the twentieth pick, but uh, and he's so his logic for drafting Anthony Richardson is in line with one of my thoughts, which is. I have this crazy thought that all but like four or five NFL teams should be drafting quarterbacks highly in the draft, like every three years. Cause like right now, how many NFL quarterbacks would you commit like a $300 million, like the Deshaun Watson contract to how many quarterbacks do you think are deserving of that kind of money? Not a whole lot. Burrow Allen. Then maybe like just Justin Herbert. Fields, Justin Fields. So you know, definitely Herbert. Herbert, 
I'm, Hurts. I'm almost there with Trevor Lawrence as well. Maybe Hurts. Maybe I need to see it another year from Lawrence. The idea is basically there's like five or six out of 32 yeah, that are yeah. worth paying a huge chunk of your salary cap to. So you might as well just keep playing the lottery over and over and over again and hope that you hit. And that was his justification for the Seahawks draft. And Richard's a good draft and sick guy. So you got Geno, basically. Yeah. You have Richardson come in and, like, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, you know. I just exactly. hope they draft Bijan. Bijan at number five would be amazing. The internet would explode. Pete Carroll oh. would be so happy. No, right? I've, we have to He'd write. Be so happy. <laughs> so uh, a bunch of us got roped into writing seven round mock drafts for eat for individual NFL teams for Bleacher Nation for like an SEO project. So I got the Falcons. The Falcons are the only one I'm doing, and I've been like going through this for like a week, trying to like make up my mind on what I want to do with this. And I've come to the conclusion that the best decision for the Atlanta Falcons is to trade down and draft B. John Robinson. Oh, so now you're a trade down and draft them because you were yeah. saying take him at eight or at, at uh, eight. Well, I mean, if they take him at eight, they take him at eight. I don't hate it. And now I'm biased because he's like my second favorite Texas player of all time behind Vince Young. But like at okay. this point, like I, I'm not going to waste everyone else's time with why they should do this because it's kind of a long rant. <laughs> but basically the idea is like if there's not an elite edge rusher there at eight, they don't have a huge glaring need. They've done a really good job of filling out the roster and free agency this year. So just go get the best player in the draft. Like at the end of the day, you're going to get the best player in the draft. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you still know Desmond Ritter sucks if he sucks. Right. Exactly. Like you, they will have put enough weapons around him that if, if Desmond Ritter can't succeed with a decent offensive line, a great running game, a like Kyle Pitts, Drake, London, Mac Hollins, they're going to draft another receiver. Like if he can't succeed, you draft a quarterback. Not the guy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. And I think that's all we have for this week. Do you guys have anything else that you need to add betting wise? I can't think of anything. All right. Go Kings. Let's go. Go Kings. 30 points. The Kings. Go Let's go. Thinking the Bulls go Kings, go Bulls, go Hawks and go 76ers. Um, we get, we, we need hat. a 76ers oh, Haw- hat. second round matchup uh, so that noobs and the Sixers can get their revenge. I like that hat even better now. That that's that. a great hat, man. That's a fantastic hat. That's a snapback. Fitted hats are for morons. Uh, I mean, I have a hard time finding hats that fit. So you know, well, I mean, I got the, my head's long. Exactly. Yeah, you people in your normally shaped heads. I turn my hat around, but it is it is adjustable. I just don't really feel like it because I have headphones on. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us. For Noops, for Matt, for Andy, wherever the hell he is this morning. We appreciate y'all uh, checking Hi, us Andy. out. Hi, Andy, and. Uh, We will be back on Monday.